everyone. This is Seeking Sustainability Live. And in this episode, I'm talking with Takao Fujiwara, who is a lover of cats and an activist when it comes to cleaning up beaches. He started in 2020 going to the beaches with his wife. He is a professional photographer for most of his career. So the pictures that he shares and the volunteer organization that he does adds an extra layer to the awareness and understanding of our ocean pollution problems. This is one of the cleanup heroes interviews I'm doing with people across Japan and around the world from June 8th, World Ocean Day through to July 22nd, Japan's Uminohi Ocean Day. This is a beautiful tree. 300 years old. It's said to be about 300 years old, uh-huh. this Kusunoki camper tree. And um, it used to be all along huge trees like this, all along the ridge. The legend that the Tengu mythical creatures with the big noses mm-hmm. would um, live in this lived in this tree. Wow. And every day would fly across the Miyajima Island. Wow. What a cool story. It's part of the national park. So it's, and it actually, like, um, Miyajima is super famous for having an old forest. But when you think about it, Miyajima, you don't really see huge trees like this on Miyajima. And actually, when you look around this little area, Motoajina, yeah. um, there's actually probably more nature as we preserve here than even over on the uh, one trail that goes right, cuts right through this uh, kind of peninsula, right? It's mm-hmm. a, Used to be an island, but kind of peninsula now. It's cut right through all the all the trees and forests, and it's not very well known, so it's always really quiet. There's a lot of stray cats, right? Yeah. In, uh, this kind of natural area, mm-hmm. been, lots more people have been coming. Yeah. Due to the you know the pandemic, people trying to do stuff outside, which mm-hmm. is. Kaosan is, is, is great to see people using the outdoors and stuff, but yeah. there's been a definite increase in the amount of uh, trash and garbage left behind uh, mm-hmm. from barbecues and day camp. Oh. National government controls it, local city government controls this road, and then the, from the road to the sea is controlled by the prefectural government. That's so it's all. Easy, easy to pass the buck. Yeah. Because there's loads of different groups, different organizations controlling different parts, right? Clean up volunteer activist uh, who comes down to this area of Moto Ujina in Hiroshima. But we came down to see him in action at his location. This is this is all stuff that they've been collecting. So how long has this been collecting? So they've been they collect this and they they got four places like this around this island. Okay. And the the authorities come and collect it twice a year. Okay. 
so it piles up. Okay. Uh, yes, styrofoam floats. So the styrofoam floats are from the oyster and fishing industry, um, which is big in Hiroshima. We have a lot of flo floating oyster beds. And uh, you see all this big styrofoam, but also you see a lot of styrofoam dust as it breaks down. Uh, because it's summertime, we're seeing a lot of fireworks down at the beach areas. A lot of plastic drink bottles is usual for the cleanups. Um, the plastic tubing here, can you see? So there's long plastic tubes, there's short plastic tubes. Um, there is discs, like plastic discs, you see that there? So that is all connected to the oyster floating oyster beds in Hiroshima, the, yeah, uh, thousands. Three months worth here that he's been collecting. How long does he work every time he comes? So one of the things that if you're doing cleaning, the city says you're supposed to separate it all. But if you look at how you can't, say, you, know, you can't, you can't separate styro it. Styrofoam stuff like these oyster spaces that you can take out, but. So the recently, a couple of days ago, this, the prefecture announced their uh, marine trash, marine garbage um, uh, new uh, strategy. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing they mentioned is that the uh, local oyster farming is exempt from all these measures it's not included in these measures and so you can see the this kind of stuff this this kind of plastic is coming from the oyster rafts and oyster farms right so like what Takao san is saying we're not trying to tell them they need to stop farming they but they he wants them to think about alternative materials or a way that they the, these materials don't end up um in the sea yeah. and on the beaches definitely but um the politicians are all these uh, fishing cooperatives mm. are very powerful the fishing association so they're they're um kind of letting them be so yeah it's like when you look from a little bit of a distance the beaches look pretty nice and if you're going by on a ferry and stuff they look really nice and if you're not used to knowing what to look for and you're just walking by the you don't see these small pieces of plastic, but when you look closely, it's it's just covered in pieces of plastic. Um, and actually, for tomorrow's event, they're planning to actually they will actually spread out a bunch of this stuff so people can see the actual state that it is before they clean it up. Is that from the fishing fishing lure? Yeah. Is that yeah? That's dangerous, right? Talking about styrofoam. the styrofoam dust gets so small it yeah. becomes a problem for people breathing it is that right yeah there's a list over there of what the city will pick up mm -hmm. on that um paper there and it, it's limited to um plastic bottles and it's, specific things and they don't they won't pick this up unless you separate it oh my God. so the number of people actually picking up coming down and doing trying to do a bit for help is he's definitely seen that increase and um part of that is you know, when people see other people doing it, when people see them doing it, 
just encourage other people to do it. You, you've experienced that. Too. Yeah, definitely. In California, they have bags uh, at the beaches, bags and reusable buckets. And they say, please clean up one bucket and bring it back. And so everybody has an idea as part of their day, cleaning up and enjoying the beach. Such as now with people, the local neighborhood association around here. So that's one way maybe they can um, move forward and do something. But the other thing is that a lot of the people who have control of these areas, they never come down and see it. So they don't really know the scale of the situation. And then a great point here, when in light of the prefecture's like new plastic, um, what do you call it, uh, ocean plastic problem uh, policy, is that when you look around, there's, there aren't really any convenience store plastic bags and stuff. That's not really the problem. The problem is coming from out there in the, it's all the styrofoam buoys from the uh, fishing boats, oyster rafts, and all the plastic from the, from the oyster rafts. Yeah. It's 80% by latest 80%, statistic, yeah. right? And they're only targeting for the next 10 years the 20%. Right. So yes. yeah. not, not really the biggest part of the problem. Yeah. So, this is, so these are user spaces in the uh, on the oyster ropes. Yeah. And they he says they probably pick up around seven hundred of these a time. They're everywhere. So before he said, as we were coming down, you know, there's so much, and like particularly last year, there was one time in May when there was just so much, and he used this word "tokoro oreru kodo," and so it's really heartbreaking to see and can get quite depressing yeah like had you know a year ago when he came there was so much garbage here and they started working on cleaning it up cleaning up and then suddenly you know the next comes it back one day and there's double the amount that they cleaned away and stuff and it's you know very depressing um but when they look back you know things are improving and more people are starting to be aware more people are starting to help and just the fact that things little stories going out oh there's a there's a couple that are always down in motogina cleaning up the word gets around and other people start thinking about trying it out the local kids will say oh great job you're doing a great job thank you very much and stuff when they go by so it's um yeah there's the only thing to do is keep keep trying and hope that things improve. But on a good day, this is a really beautiful walking and beach and picnic area. It's called Moto Ujina. So it's just near the Ujina port in Hiroshima. And there's great views of the nearby islands. You can see the boats going back and forth between the islands and the port. And a lot of people like to come here and do their walks, hang out, enjoy the day. There's a lighthouse there. Can you see the lighthouse? So we're going to come here and volunteer for a cleanup tomorrow. That was part of the plan for this month. And he regularly comes here to do cleanups. There's a lot to do. And more washes in with each tide. Oh, there's a cat. There's a lot of stray cats here.
that people like to visit with. And living in the caves, maybe? <laughs> Hello, kitty. He's big. So then there was a guy who came down from Tochigi, uh -huh. something to do on business, and was walking around here. Found a cat that was really in a bad way. Yeah. Could could hardly see stuff. And then uh, so he came back, took the cat to the vet, and ended up taking it back to Tochigi to live with him. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, in other areas of Japan, in other prefectures, they actually pay you to collect the tubes from the oyster. Mm -hmm. So they will actually, if you show up and, and you know, show up at the city office and give them a five kilogram bag of, um, of the plastic, they'll give you like 800 yen. Uh -huh. so it's a little worried that people come and say, oh, it's, it's fine. But it's actually, <laughs> all the garbage is actually out in the sea right now been taken away by the tide and will come right. back they they're showing here all the garbage whenever they collect so it's nice people see what a problem is when they come <laughs> right so you here you see the tatiwari right it, of course it would be best to split it all up but it's just it's there's a limit to what they can do but when you look at inside this pet bowl this is the it's the Hiroshima city government's responsible for this. And then this uh, plastic here, the Hiroshima prefectural government is responsible for this, right? So, so if it's in the sea... It's nothing to do with them. It's but once the it touches, prefecture? Yeah. And then the road, the yeah. sidewalk is the city? Yeah. Right. I mean, if someone just throws the bottle over there, it becomes the national government's problem. Oh, national government. this is the national park. Because this is the national park. I got you. Oh, my gosh. National city prefecture. <laughs> but it's the same problem with COVID, right? Like you can't make rules prefecture by prefecture with the disease or plastic pollution. It's the same. It doesn't follow borderline. Right. So that's a ridiculous way to manage waste. The one thing we often experience is that, you know, the local officials, they want to do something, yeah. but the system prevents them from doing it. But um, there's not a lot of will to change the system. Yeah. Yesterday, there was a bunch of uh, styrofoam stuff came up from the sea. And you can see, you know, local people doing a lot of the work. This is this little path cleared here from when the, the high tide comes up, it brings sand up. Mm -hmm. So the local people, they, you know, they, they can't ride their bikes and stuff. So volunteers are clear, clearing away, keeping the road clear. And stuff. So they leave the tools here for cleaning up, and then other people who come and volunteer can use it. That's a good idea. So they two or three times a week. Oh, last wow. year, every day. Yeah, that's hard. Coming every day as you're getting older and it's getting so hot. And meeting, right? There's actually a lot of people who kind of have an idea they'd like to, but the fact that it's garbage. They don't want to touch it and stuff. They don't want to deal with it, right? It's a lot of people. Having the pinchers oh, help, oh, right? What do I mean? What do I mean? It's tiring to yeah. bend down, right? Yeah, so he's a he's a great he's actually a great photographer. You follow his Facebook page, you see some great pictures, but he's like he doesn't do so much now, but yeah, he was a professional photographer. Very recently, there was four of those giant 
screwy things here, but they've gone back out into the sea yeah. with the tide, and they'll they'll be back. Even though they're light, they're day. hard to move. I tried to move some. It used to be a big um, swimming spot, almost like a resort type area. He's, he knows a lot, and he's been doing it for a long time. Did we? How many years has he been doing? Just from side last year. Oh so, yeah. yeah. So don't yeah, don't wear careful. slippers tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I was just told shoes, proper shoes, because of bugs, huh? Okay, I will dress properly. They're gonna show me what kind of bugs you gotta watch out for. I wore the wrong shoes. They're saying so. People in Japan take a lot of pride in keeping things clean and tidy. So. I always, when I visited the beaches, you always think, well, that must not include the beaches. It's nice to see people passionate about keeping nature clean, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's actually kind of annoyed. It's so clear, so clean because it looks tomorrow clean he's supposed today. to show problem. Yeah. <laughs> because it went back out to sea. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that I had a chance to walk around at this beach cleaning area with Takao-san and his wife. They are doing such a great job and I love their passion for getting other volunteers involved. So not only cleaning the beaches, but also spreading awareness and hopefully also spreading hope with awareness that things can change and things should change. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Apologies again about the poor quality. I need to work on my technicals when I'm out and about on location. If you have any great advice, I would love to hear it about how to record better audio for future podcasts on location. I appreciate your insights. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining today, guys. See you later. Have a good day.